Welcome to episode three of Long Story Short, a collection of side hustles, cool jobs, and interesting hobbies from your coffee shop regulars. Today, for episode three, we are actually here with Owen Pye, the man behind the camera, who thought that he was only going to have to do episode one and then never be in front of this camera again. But we had some scheduling issues for our episode three. So here Owen is in all his glory. Owen, would you like to introduce yourself? Sure. Well, thanks for having me on. My name is Owen Pye, and I'm a regular here at Long Story. And if you listen to episode one, I was asking Eric the questions, but today we're turning the table and he's going to ask me some questions. I mean, for a podcast about coffee shop regulars with interesting hobbies and side gigs, you completely fit that bill. (laughs) So I've known Owen... Since right around when we opened, he reached out to me originally about us doing some live music here. So I know that he kind of touches our local music scene. I know he was part of us when we did our Harvest Festival. He was out here and he helped us set up music, but he was also out there taking photos, shooting some video reels. So I know he does that. I think you do wedding videography as well. Anything that I'm missing before we dive into some of these topics? I mean, you pretty much covered You're most of it. You're a musician yourself, too, I am a though, musician. Right? And then I also am involved with, like, experiential marketing, you know, with, like, live event stuff as well. Oh. So there's a little bit of a random yeah. spectrum. So moving back to, like, the beginning of this. Yeah. So, wait, like, when did your... I'm going to start with music scene. Okay. Like, when, when did you first get involved in, in the music scene? Like, were you... Were you a kid growing up that was just like always had his headphones on or did you play instruments or what? So that's a great question. So a, a, a level zero, I guess, to that question is I grew up in the in a church. In the church, my dad was a pastor. And so I was involved. I was I saw live music on that type of setting a lot. Yeah. Not always good, but I, I heard it and I was around it. And that was, I grew up in the 90s, you know, early 90s. And. So always was around music and probably when I was like 12 or 13, you know, we, we had music equipment at our house a lot. There was always like band practices and things of like other people, like just bringing their drum set over or whatever. And, and actually at the time I was riding the school bus with uh, my neighbor who I didn't know. He just moved in from Texas Mm. and he was kind of a loner like me. And and he was like, Hey, I play drums. You play guitar? Really? (laughs) And I was like, and I said, sure. Yeah, I play guitar. I did not play guitar. I owned a guitar. It was, or like, yeah, you, you were learning, <laughs> passively learning guitar at the time. So he was like, let's get together. And like, it, it's, it had a little bit of a kid like energy. You know, it's like, yeah. you're a kid. I'm a kid. Let's go do kid stuff. Yeah. That's, that was the energy. And so we got together and we just started playing. You know, I did not know any chords, nothing. Just started playing like on the strings, like Louie Luai, you know, like just three notes and like, yeah. just turn up the grunge and, and had a lot of fun with that. But, I did get a little bit better, more self-taught, started playing bass a lot more. Early on, I played with this band called Cat Jump, which is not super noteworthy other than my own self. It was like a band of, of a couple of guys I went to school with. And actually, all of them are pretty talented musicians. One of them is a guy named John Crane. Uh-huh. So shout out to John Crane if you're listening. Singer-songwriter based in Collinsville. And then another guy named Andy Orr. He's a audiologist or something for Google now. So like very spectacular. And another gentleman named Nathan Jacko, who is the greatest musician I've ever played with, was the keyboardist for that band. And Nathan, unfortunately, 
passed away a few years ago. So we, we, you know, we honor him. But so I got, I got an early on like introduction to music, live, live music yeah. with these really great musicians. And so I was never that great. And I still am not that great. <laughs> you just weaseled your way in just, somehow with this group. It was were... like literally their bass went to college and they're like, what about that other kid <laughs> that plays bass? So they asked me to come play with them. So I started going to band practice with them. We played shows all the time. We like, I remember my homecoming junior year of high school. I left early and went at the time it was 313 in Belleville, actually. And the Hells Angels were having a meeting there. Oh so I, at 17 or 16, whatever, I was leaving homecoming to go play at the Hells Angels place with my band. And that was like the best. Like that was the best years. And then fast forward to almost out of high school and we kind of had a falling out. You know, it was like I wanted to be more serious with the band. And, you I mean, know, that's how all the band scenes work, right? Like the every member, you're like, yeah, lucky. you never hear a clean like band story of like yeah like we all joined together in high school and we've been best yes. friends ever since then yes. like <laughs> and so he so it, it kind of grew out of a a frustration from like the business side of the of the music if you can even call it that i was mm-hmm. frustrated because i wasn't i was wanting to do more and i was feeling like i was doing more work than other band members and whatever and th- we ended up parting ways now fast forward we're all we're all good friends now but yeah. at the time it was heated and in fact i'll, I'll tell this because it's a it's a podcast right <laughs> my my buddy john at the time purchased my my name owenpie.com what he, he purchased it and this was again like early 2000s purchased that domain and forwarded it to pornography site oh and like flooded the school <laughs> with this information and so like for like a couple of days, it was like my my name and like information was associated with that. He apologized. He was like, "Hey, just buy the thing from me." So now I owned OwenPie.com, like yeah. early two thousand. What a great like origin story for OwenPie.com. Man. It started out as a not family friendly site. No, and it it evolved into not a family. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> so I I actually out of high school started playing solo more and more. I was it was right around the MySpace days. Yeah, so I was like trading shows with bands in other towns so i would message them say hey i've got a you know casey hall here i'll book a show for you if you book a show for me and that was pretty commonplace at the time Mm -hmm. and that took off i would i was touring a lot playing a lot of shows doing that whole thing and that evolved i i got married young and then my wife and i had a kid young and after like he was like two after he could like start to walk my 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 youngest son we were on the road full time just the three of us so we did that for about a year just the three of us in a car didn't live anywhere family caravan family vagabonds (laughs) and so that was like 2010 or whatever i'm gonna take a sip of this hot chocolate that eric made it's delicious by the way small plug there for long story (laughs) coffee but started doing shows with them did that for a little while and then kind of came back got signed to a record label that didn't work out for- whoa whoa so you were you, you got signed and everything yeah. you were like this was this was gonna be like your life it like was, you had- well yeah yeah i mean i knew that it didn't pay the bills even then like i was if we were traveling it would pay enough to like 
put the gas in the car and like go to the next city and pay for the hotel room. Yeah. And, and that's about and it. And your dinner. So, and, but at the time it was okay. Like we were young and, and we were, you know, we had a lot of support of like friends and family and we still do. We have a lot of people that we still know from that time period that take care of us as it were their extended family. And, and we're not living off of them mooch wise, but yeah, just, you know, the support that you have. And actually that kind of rubs elbows into, I'm giving you the whole thing, but I was, trying to be a freelancer and I didn't know what that meant. So I would just basically take any job I could when I was home on yeah. the road. And that was always like factory jobs or like whatever random terrible job there was. And I my my I didn't know how to I didn't know how to market myself as, hey, I'm independently booking tours. I'm writing music. I'm the tour manager. I'm booking all these shows. I'm doing all this hard business stuff yeah. on my own. I didn't know how to market that. So when I go to a job interview, it'd be like, what did you do for the last nine months? I'm like, oh, I don't know. I don't know, I didn't know yeah. what to say. I worked, I worked in a factory on the line. Yeah. Like. <laughs> yeah. And, well, and, and usually it was like right off a tour. So it'd be like six months of nothing on a resume, quote unquote. Yeah. And so I, I got introduced to the world of experiential marketing, which is essentially, you know, brands come in with a, a, a budget and they want to activate an event or a tour and, that at the time was a pretty lucrative business where you could just sign on for a week of work and make a couple thousand bucks. And so I started getting more into that freelance. That led to me working for a tech company out of Florida who was very plugged into that space. And then I was, I went from traveling with music to traveling with like tech experiential stuff a lot. Yeah. And so I was my last year with that company was I was traveling 200 days out of the year and I had two small kids. And so at the time it was just like, this ain't working. Yeah. So hung that up and then started actually as the marketing manager for a company based in St. Louis, did that for a few years and then merged over to like a media role where I was basically a one man video department. And so for the last two years, that's basically what I've done just been a full-time video person. And in the last couple of months, I've kind of severed ties with that nine to five that I had with the goal of just pouring all the fuel I have onto growing this, you know, small business, doing that thing. Yeah. So I know, sorry, you were asking about music. I know. And look, it all, it all, it all, yeah, it all together. It, so, so currently you're, you, it, it's a videography company that you, you have, or is it like, is there, is it more than that? Like, what is the, so I, I would say as a human, I have my hands in several different things, but as a business person, I'm all in with the video part of it and trying to actually this, this podcast <laughs> is similar to the business model that I'm trying to promote to other businesses of like, Hey, let's get together for half a day. Let's shoot a bunch of content for you. Let's get it out to where it's, you've got bite-sized pieces of content, but it's not it's not going to take your whole month to like plan and create this because that yeah. can get really costly. I mean, you would know this too, but it's like you can have good, cheap, or or fast. Like you can't have all three; you can only have two. Oh yeah, we I, we always I always talk about that. That's something I'm yeah I'm always about. So and so small businesses usually need it to be all three, and so trying to find that path where it's like, okay, how can we do something where I as the creator can make money doing it because it mm. takes time to do, but also what's a price point that won't kill you as a small business. Like all of don't have thousands of dollars to put towards marketing. Yeah. 
and and occasionally too i do have to not have to but i get to work with bigger brands and i've done that and i, I enjoy that just the same um, but it's just a different it's a different beast there that now it's like it's a lot less work i hate to say it that way to, to grow those clients yeah um, but it's just not as i'm not as passionate about doesn't it's not as fulfilling yes. in the end like whenever you see your mom and pop shop that like finally gets some social media attention for the first time or has an event that goes really well and it's you know the reaction from them versus a company bigger company that's probably like just looking at it and they're like how many interactions did you get us or what was the attendance okay yes and that (laughs) and that was and i'm not here to throw shade but the company that i left that's kind of where i was the the last year i was there i made 90 videos in six months as a one-person band Mm -hmm. and that is a lot of work. Like any, every other day, basically, you have yeah, a video going out. Yeah. And and the the feedback is always like, what's the ROI? What's this? And I agree with those statements. And and my goal is to help businesses see that and find that. But when you're when you you're getting that from your own team, it's like it's very it can be very wearing. Yeah. It's like if you don't if we don't even see what the value if we don't have the same values. It's hard to grow anything together. Mm-hmm. But if, if we can start from a place of like, okay, we see we see the need here. How do we get there? And then how do we measure it? For them, it's more like, how do we measure it? And could we ever get there? Are we getting a return on, Are we, on this? Like, Yeah, or like, what's the goal here? So like, yeah. every, everything you do, start with that question in mind, including videos. So like, what's the goal? What are we trying to do versus just throwing throwing it to the wind? Unless it's just like a really cool podcast that just needs to happen, which I feel like is where we're at here. But and that so then you said you left that full time job recently then. And now this is. Yes, this is I left about six, 30 days ago, left my job. And and that's been great. I mean, the the every two weeks of a paycheck going away sucks, (laughs) but also waking up and going, I have full autonomy on what I work on today. Which is both freeing and scary, obviously. Yeah. And then keeping the lights on at home and, and just, and then also like investing in what, what I've been doing and, and creating like it, the gear costs a lot. Everything costs a lot to, to, to put together. Yeah. But it's worth it. It's like, and you don't have to buy fancy gear to, to make cool stuff. That's not the, that's not the point of what I'm saying, but. But I, investing in the business to grow is expensive. It's expensive and it, it's worthwhile though, too. And it's like, Okay. And it, and if you, if you love what you do and you're doing it well, like it will, it'll pay, it'll pay, you'll get paid back eventually. Yeah. <laughs> so, but you still have your hands in like the music side of things as well. Correct. Cause I mean, I know we've, you know, you've set up one or two shows for us. You did one, we did one inside the cafe, I think yeah. late, late spring, early summer. And yeah. then you did our, you helped us organize our Harvest Festival yeah, with the yeah. three bands that you performed in one of those yes. as well, correct? Yeah. So you still have your hands pretty closely tied in that in the music so, side. So yeah, and 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 so the 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 short answer is no. I'm not super involved like I was at one time. I wasn't. I haven't written released new music in a long time. I've got a couple of songs I've been sitting on for years that haven't just collected dust, as it were, and. But but I have been playing live with my brother-in-law, Joel, which his band is just Joel. That's what he calls all, it. All uppercase, right? All uppercase. Yeah. If you if you look up, I think it's Listen to Joel is his handle. But if you look that up, he's been having me play just guitar and like Rhodes and stuff like that. So that's more of an outlet for fun. Like the, the posture of that band is very just like light, 
yeah. like-minded. But Joel actually played with me years ago when I did full band Owen Pie music. So it's kind of cool. And actually, so did Ryan. You guys just always the drummer. name them after your, yourself. How many, I, how many so, self-titled groups were you guys in? <laughs> we we had a couple that were not self-titled, but no, I yeah, I, actually we were called Owen Pie and the Sunday School Band. At okay. The time. So that was. So the short answer is I need I need to get back into it. But right now I'm all my creative energy is going into growing the business, and then playing with Joel is nice because I'm not having to like write that music by myself. It's just like show up to a practice and like run through it and like go do it, which is, you know, you can have fun with it still. Yeah, so. for sure. So I had another follow-up question for you, which yeah. is coming. Oh man. Now I'm blanking right now. You, you threw me off here. So as your as the video business you know starts to grow and expand, yeah. like where where do you see this this going? Like you see yourself getting is a production studio? Is that something that like you do with that kind of business, or a, or is this like a traveling like you go on site and do? I most enjoy documenting style. So for me, I think probably going on site places is most of the work I'm going to be doing. Mm-hmm. That being said. It's really nice to have your own personal, whether that's an office or a home studio that you can, you always have a little setup ready. Yeah. So that you don't have to, so give an idea for something. You don't have to spend three hours setting up because that really is a discouragement to like, imagine if you're an author and like every time you have an idea to write something down, like <laughs> there's no pencils for like two hours drive. You got to go find a pencil. You have to go shave a ink quill i mean a, a feather to down and make your own ink and start your i mean yeah and if you've read war of art like that's like that's resistance right like the the goal of any creative it's to just put in the time yeah. so it's like your job isn't to make a million dollars as a videographer or an author your job is to wake up and write a thousand words like write your thing and then move on yep and for me like even when i'm this probably doesn't really answer your question, but like when I'm trying <laughs> doesn't always to, have to. <laughs> when I'm trying to build anything, if I don't have a creative time in my day, it affects everything. And I think people, whether they would call themselves a, a creative or not, they have that. Like, I think, I think we're born with it. I think it's something genetic or biological or, you know, faith, whatever, but there's something inside of us that we need to, there's something inside. You of need to, to come out something. Yeah, you and, need to leave leave your mark somehow on yeah. on something. And and it and sometimes that's maybe that's that's a form of motherhood or a fatherhood or it it doesn't always look like releasing the thing that yeah. has like a barcode on the back of it. But yeah, we all have it, you know. So if you don't claim to be a creative, like don't don't believe that narrative. It's not true. So yeah, I mean, so as like as this this business, you know, you, you start to really focus in and give a whole lot of attention and, and mm-hmm. growing it. I mean, is this like a, a solo freelance gig or do you think at some point you might like, Hey, I got, got a team that comes with me and like we come and hang out and set up. And so that's kind of how I've always in the, the company, by the way, is just Owen Pie Media, which sorry, it's no, just, no, you got to plug your, you got to plug is, Owen Pie, Owen oh, Pie Owen Media. Pie. If you search up Owen Pie, you will, you will find every you'll bit find, of history. Of- you'll find so much crap. <laughs> You'll, you'll find yeah. so much terrible stuff. It all all roads will lead to Owen Pie. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, no, definitely I do not. I mean, I love being a one-man band in, in the sense that, like, I enjoy it. But I, I 
much prefer working with other individuals. And there's a couple of guys in this area that are in gals that are incredible that, you know, we help each other out. It's like, it could be their project or my project. Or, that doesn't really matter. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's just like working with people that are good at their thing, good at their craft. And actually I would consider myself more of a producer than a videographer or, a, you know, whatever. Like you, you want to be more of the top, top looking down yes. kind of, yeah. that's the, that's the goal. But to get there, you obviously have to work you your have way to up do, through it. You have to do all the things or have it at least have a respect for the process of all the things so that you can one have credibility in what you're saying, but then also you can, you understand the, the effort it takes, so, you know, lines like fix it in post. Like you don't say those things cause you know that, Oh, that takes an hours of that person's day. Yeah. And that's not, you know, accurate thing to think through, but no, there are some, I, ideally I like to work with other people. There's a couple of folks I bring in on projects and, and, like I said, vice versa. But yeah, I just, I want to make cool things. That's the short version of it. And I think everyone should be compensated for that. So we're, we're trying to figure that out. You see yourself pursuing even music as like a side, side thing that you always do. Like, do you think you'll always kind of passively play in some, some bands or, you know, keep connections with music scene and yeah. Well, and I, I, yeah, that's a good question. And in fact, like playing with Joel and you're even like, my my hey let me set up a show over here that's like kind of a way that i try to stay plugged in because i really still do enjoy going to local shows there are so many great bands in st louis and i feel like i was disconnected from that for so so many years like at one point i was i knew every band in st louis shout out to like the ogs i don't remember stl punk i don't think you even know what that is see and this was gonna say i was like what yeah you know what is your getting off topic a, a little yeah. bit from one of my my previous what, what's your uh, favorite genre of music what's your favorite band like artist band okay <laughs> well, hey, I, answer me so so rapid fire questions that i just shot at you favorite genre of music it, well i like the rapid rapid fire okay favorite, favorite genre is probably just like indie because it's such an umbrella and so many things can fall into that but i think the requirement for indie music is one it, it needs to be real in some way, whatever that means. It can't be like this overproduced thing. Mm-hmm. It can be, but like it has to be real at some aspect. But then also there's like the human like emotion that cuts through it. And so that that can also hit pop. It can hit folk. It can hit country. It can hit, yeah. it can hit all those things. But you see I think, indie slash and then it's literally yeah, every category. Yeah, like, so. okay, let's go. But, so that's a favorite band? Okay. I would say my favorite artist okay. is probably Sufjan Stevens. I don't know if you familiar. So familiar Sufjan Stevens, we could have a whole episode about him, but he is incredible. He's like one of the greatest songwriters of our generation. He actually wrote an album years ago called Come On Feel the Illinois. It was a part of his aspiration of making an album about each of the 50 states, which he didn't do. He just made two. He made one for Michigan, which is where so, he so his his goal was to do fifty, and he made it to it two. Was, it was more of a PR like <laughs> joke, like yeah. I want to make fifty on each of the states. But Illinois, that record is hands down my favorite record. And if you haven't heard it, it's perfect. And every song is about a different part of Illinois. It's yeah. great. The first song is about concerning the UFO sightings near Highland, Illinois, which is where I grew up. And uh, it's just a fun little quirky thing about. But like the opening song of that record is about the town I grew up in yeah. where the guy, there were multiple sightings of aliens and it's a pretty fun, but the whole record is great. I'm sure you've heard Chicago. You probably don't know it. The song Chicago is on 
Little Miss Sunshine. But great I, record. I'm, I'm sure I know that I'm, one. That's I'm something sure. that sounds very, yeah. Just a perfect. He's got so much music. And, and his Christmas catalog, He's it's it, we're hitting that time period. Christmas, his Christmas stuff is just perfect. When this comes out, it's going to be Christmas. It's going to be Christmas. Time. That's what so I'm saying. So yeah. get your Sufjan on. So uh, back to you know your your new side side. Yeah. It's not even a side hustle oh. anymore. Now it's back to your business. It's just um, a belly flop. To o- Owen Pie. <laughs> yeah. You know what? What is your favorite thing about running your own business at this oh, point? Oh gosh, favorite thing. I think it definitely is the autonomy part. It's like you. You no longer have to work on projects that you don't fully believe in, or even my wife and I, we, we kind of made a pact, like going into the season, like, Hey, we're only going to work with people we want to work with. And for so many years, like you have to kind of like go along to get along in it. And not that it's like a, like versus them type of thing, but it's just like, you've only got so many hours in the day. It's like spend it with people that, that you drive with, you know? And it's like, so that's that's like that's my goal is like deal with people that I like and care about and that they get it, you know, and there's like a soul there. And it's not just like every business I've ever been a part of or event I've ever worked, every brand I've been a part of, like in the back of my head, unless it truly is this, I'm thinking we're not curing cancer, you know, like yeah. Like we take our things seriously, we're gonna do it really well. But then also, like we're gonna give ourselves grace in this moment and and go. It's okay if it's this isn't like the best thing that's ever happened. When you're done with it, like you don't do that in the process. But at the end, you go, you know what? (laughs) You look back and you're you're like, you know, oh, it wasn't, it didn't go hundred percent perfect like I wanted it to. That's not the point. It's like the the process is is the thing that matters. And then at the end of it, you can rest and go. I'm not here to cure cancer. I'm just here to build relationships, make, make things happen and, and leave a good mark on the rest of the world. So I'm sure the end product, it's, it's a much better end product whenever you enjoy the person that you're working with, whether versus just doing it as like, this is a job for me and I'm doing this to get my paycheck and then I'm going home. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think too, another thing to, to, to keep in mind is, is, don't like sit on your art or your your product or your idea too long like if it hits and you're interested and and you can spend a little bit of time on it and like you can get it out there like just do it you know don't just overanalyze to the point where you're like oh well what if this what if that like do that a little bit and and like do that along the way but don't let it stop you from like putting the thing out there Oh yeah, always have a lot of ideas yes but- i i love we i'm always texting eric with like random ideas and the thing you said before the podcast, you like your wife said something about like, hey, what did she say? She she was like, we need to write these down and and make a list and reel it in because it's a lot of ideas and you can't always execute on all of them. No, and I was and but in my response, you know, I always say it's you know you you got to ha- keep having those ideas. In my opinion, like never stop having the ideas, even if you're not using them all. Like creativity, right? Like yeah, it's and I I know in your business. Probably it's a big thing of keeping that creativity alive of it because that's how you draw an audience, right? And in all of your stuff, your your marketing and your videography and stuff, it's creativity is what's going to draw it in. Yeah. So, so I guess the follow up question now: What is your least favorite part? Like, what what do you not enjoy about about your I am now? So I'm terrible with money, which is not good. <laughs> I'm bad. I'm bad with money. I'm you know, I'm an idealist and, and think things don't cost as much as they do or 
the the problem is like I'm always working under like what's next month look like? I've got yeah. this 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 set up and then projected like earnings from that like trying really hard not to like assume that is going to be there ever like you know you gotta go okay yeah it's probably going to come through but probably not yeah and like <laughs> if you operate under that it can be a little bit scary but so you you hope that there's more consistency that's kind of yeah. the, the fear right now of but like I, I would love i would love to have like a books person and i'm working on that and like but right now it's been just like consulting and like a person looks at my stuff every once in a while or like because it's not cheap to pay those people that look at your stuff, but it's it's worthwhile. Yeah, but yeah, the death on the money side and and trying to figure that out because ultimately, I'm I will take a loss to see something through, and and I don't want that to be a long term play. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> nice. So, trying to think if there's any other questions to follow up on this one with. No, I mean, I think we pretty much covered it. You do, do you do some wedding videography and stuff I, too then? I do do wedding, do do. I do have, I've, I mean, I've done basically everything between weddings to legal videography. I mean, we're, we're shooting on a deposition camera right are. now, right? We are. <laughs> this may never see the light of court. This may, this may never make it to court. And then also just like, again, like documentary style stuff. So just trying to, capture things and and i do photos as well i would say i'm a i'm about 25 percent a photographer because i don't want to diss anyone out there that's a real photographer but i do take photos for people and and i give them good images for sure <laughs> so so if people are wanting to find you owen and follow you and see all of the different mm -hmm. owen pie businesses you know yeah. how do they how do they look you up well so years ago i deleted all of my social media which I recommend if you can do it, but I've slowly gone. I probably need an Instagram page. So I have an Instagram thing. It's just at Owen Pye, P-Y-E. And then my website's just owenpie.com. And it'd be great if you join the mailing list on there because that's like the best thing because I can just send that when there's actually something so is, important. Is owenpie.com, is it clean? It's, it's, it's clean. It's, it's family friendly. It's, oh, yeah. It's yeah. not forwarding it's, you anywhere. It's G <laughs> slash PG. Okay. Like, but like 90s G PG. Yeah. So like. There's a little bit of edge there, but nothing crazy. Yeah. Oh, very cool. So yeah, definitely if you get a chance to and you're looking for videography, photography, marketing, is that yeah, some kind of yeah. stuff that you do too? Definitely cons some consulting in there and with all those. So yeah. Yeah. So give them a check. Check it out on Instagram. I think it's probably the bit biggest Instagram. way to, to kind of see a preview of yeah. everything and then hit the website and, and follow them there. But yeah, Owen, I appreciate you stepping from behind the camera for the second time. First to interview me, second to get interviewed yourself. But but yeah, Owen is definitely, he's going to be the man behind the camera for these episodes or behind the mic, I mean, yeah. I guess. And if, if you want to, you should definitely bother Eric about being on this podcast if you're a small business owner, because we need to get some more folks on here. And more than just, a, do you do something cool? Yeah. Like, do you have a cool job? Do you like... When somebody, when you tell somebody what you do, are they like, wow? Or do you do like, do you have a cool side hustle? Like something on that line, like we're always looking for somebody to chat with. And yeah. even if you don't think you're interesting, just shoot us a message and tell us what you do. And maybe we think you're interesting, even if you don't think you're interesting. Yeah. And also, if you are a local music person, like send me your stuff because I want to, 
want to find more bands that are connected to this scene or connected to Belleville. So that's yeah. ulterior motive for me. Yeah. So if you're if you're a musician, hit up at Owen Pie on, yes. on Instagram and find him so that he can connect and put you in his booklet of local musicians that yep. he can connect with. So. And if you know what STL Punk is, drop a comment. Because <laughs> I don't. The OGs know what I'll that know is. by the next time. Oh, so. yeah, baby. But no, thank you guys for listening to episode three of Long Story Short, a podcast about cool side hustles, jobs, and you know hobbies from our coffee shop regulars. And really uh, looking forward to episode four, which will probably be coming out after Christmas at some point. We don't have a really set timeline just yet. So these these episodes will be mid-December and then we're hoping to get the next one out probably after Christmas, maybe yeah. beginning of the new year. Yeah, but, I think um, it's a safe one. Yeah, yeah. have a happy Early holidays, January. everyone. Yeah. Merry Christmas, uh, happy New Year's as well. And I look forward to episode four where we don't even know who will be Ooh. on. So Mystery. it'll be a surprise for everybody. But Love it. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you.